Welcome back. I'm Gladys Suga. I am your host in the Temple's Let's Talk podcast. So excited that you're joining me again for this full circle moment. And I understand because I've left you for five days to digest the last episode. And so I feel like you've probably you've probably let it marinate and it's probably ready to return to the oven. Um, here we are at 180 degrees Celsius and I feel like <laughs> it's time. It's time to put the rest of the chicken into the oven and hear this. So when I left you last time, I'd reached a point where um, I was on Centrelink and I was working a casual job that I loved, but I needed more hours. Um, and so I started continuing the hunt for for part-time work because at this point I'm still studying. So I get to my connect and as I'm at my, and if you missed um, the first episode, I'd highly recommend you go back to her story part one because this episode will not make sense if you don't listen to that one. Um, so definitely listen to that and listen to that first and then come back to this so that you can get the full circle experience because I think that's very important. I don't want you to take what I say in this um, in this episode out of context unless you've heard part one. Um, but if you have heard part one, you will understand why <laughs> why I'm excited for you to hear this part because I've left you on a cliffhanger. Um, I get to my connect group and at this point I'm frustrated. I am absolutely tired because I've had rejection letter after rejection letter and I'm just like all these sites where I'm looking for jobs online is not working for me. I've got to take it to my friends. I've got to take it to a group of people that I know and maybe somebody, um, somebody's going to hear me and their, their workplace is looking for, um, for work. And so that's where you find me. Um, and there's there's a whole nother chapter of life that I discover in this part of um, my journey that you're going to hear and we're going to, we're going to be talking about things like imposter syndrome um, and connections and asking for help I feel like that's a theme that's a really big theme that God's been teaching me but um, I really feel like there's people are now starting to talk about imposter syndrome but when I was experiencing it I was kind of I didn't realize that I was feeling it until you know hindsight you look back at you're kind of like Oh yeah, no, I definitely was feeling like an imposter. But yeah, I want to thank you for your beautiful messages. I want to thank you for reaching out to me, um, for connecting with my story and also just like being open and honest to me because I wanted to create a space where like if I'm honest to you, then I know that you'll be honest with me and we can have these kind of conversations because they're important in our generation. A lot of us, or maybe our parents' generation was more of like survival and I can appreciate that because they wanted us to have good lives and they want us to have the best lives. But I feel like our generation is really about how can I thrive and like our joy and our happiness is very important to us. So I feel like that's why it was important for me to share this story because I've, I've seen both sides and I know which side I want for myself. Um, so yeah, I want to hear from you again with this one. Um, are there parts that you know you had questions about? Are there parts you feel like I could lean in more to? Um, I'm happy to do that because, yeah, this is my story. And I think the more I talk about it, the, the less shame I have about it. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad that this is a safe space that, you know, we can talk about these things. And, and it all does tie back into my identity with God. In those moments, there were times when I did really question God and I was like, I've been serving you. So, um, you know, when you're ready, you can show up for me. That would be really, really nice. Um, and I do talk about that in this this episode about like those moments where you kind of doubt God and you're like, you know, is my faithfulness even worth it? You know what I mean? Like, 
Um, but you're going to hear a bit about that. So here is part two of her story, my career journey so far. Um, and this, this episode will lead you up to where I am right now. So you'll officially be up to date. But thank you for joining me um, in this journey from when I started when I was a 19-year-old young woman to now at 25, um, working in journalism at the ABC and loving it. Here's my journey. So I, I turned to Chi and I said to her, sis, are there any jobs at the bank? Like, I think I, I kind of posed the question to the whole connect because I was like, do y'all have anything? Like, there's somebody here that their manager is looking for someone? Because I was like, put me on. Because Centrelink, at that point, Centrelink had now said, girl, you're doing your master's. If you can't afford to find a job right now, you need to rethink your life. And so they told me that they were no longer going to give me um, any payments. And so I was taken off Centrelink. And I was like, that makes no sense. I to- just told you I'm struggling and I need money to pay my rent to survive. And you people are telling me, go and find a job. That's why I'm coming to because I can't find a job. Anyway, real place. So then I, I, I turned to Chi and I said to her, sis, like, what about the bank? Does the bank have have anything? Any job? Like, are they looking? And she was like, sis, let me, let me look for you and I'll let you know. Turns out they were looking for people and I ended up applying and that was crazy because part of the application process they had to do like this video interview thing where questions will come up on the screen I'm sure many of you have done this before questions will come up on the screen and you have like five seconds you read out the question and then they go bam they start recording your answer and because I had done videos with temples I, I looked down the barrel of that lens and I said a, B, C, D, E, F, G. This is why I believe you should hire me. <laughs> it worked. And I ended up getting an interview. Let me tell you, when I got that interview, I was like so nervous. I had gone, I had gone and I'd gone to a um, secondhand shop to buy my outfit. When I tell you guys survival, shout out to Salvos. I went to Salvos and I went and bought a new like I bought this like suit basically pants suit and I was like I'm gonna need this for my interview and so I pulled up to the interview um and I remember having the interview and thinking to myself like the interview was so short because it went for 10 minutes and it went for 10 minutes because they were like you say you want to be in journalism but you're wanting to apply for a job at the bank it doesn't make sense that you're passionate about communications it's very rarely we see people move from a customer service role in the bank to journalism. So I think you need to figure out what you, what you want to do in life because this might not be it. So that's, that's the interview, essentially, in a nutshell. And they were like, reach out to this person who does work in communications and get back to us when, when you've heard from them and you've, and, and you've really figured out if you want to do this or not. And I was like, yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate it. Bye. I called my brother Solomon and I was like, so I don't know what that was. Like, I don't think I've got the job because they don't sound like they want to hire me. And honestly, that's the quickest interview I've ever had in my life. <laughs> and anyway, so I was like, it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. Um, yeah. And so a few days passed and I was just like, I, I reached out to the person in communications and they didn't get back to me. And I just remember thinking to myself, what am I going to do? Um, and my mom said to me, call them, call the bag back and say, I've thought about it. And I want the job. And so I called them and 
you know, the crazy thing was the, the day I had that conversation with my mum, um, one of my friends, Nigel, came over and we had like a worship night. We were just jamming together. Um, Nigel was playing the guitar, I was playing the piano and we just really worshipped and it was just amazing. And like, honestly, I feel like heaven opened and like God himself came down into that room. And Nigel was like, let's just pray. Pray for the things that you want in life. Pray for where you want to be. And I prayed and I was like, God, I'm tired of looking for a job. Like, I'm tired of running around. Like, can you show up for me, please? And so the next day I get a call back from the branch manager. And he's like, when do you want to start? And I remember just like getting off the phone. And this was like a part-time role, guys. And this was like on a salary. When you've come from casual work (laughs) to having a salary, like, I don't know how to explain to you. That moment changed everything for me because it was like, yeah, it was just, it was really, even just thinking about it now, I'm like, wow. Even though like I didn't have a strong, strong background in finance. All I knew was that, yeah, I wanted to get better on my money because I was like, I, I need to get better on my money. It's not even that I want to. I actually need to get better on my money and better with my money because Centrelink is not is not going to help me in this. And I can't keep relying on, you know, my family's support. I, I want to be better for myself. I moved here to be independent. I want to fulfill that promise that I made to myself. Um, and so, yeah, I started working at the bank and gosh, there was all sorts of imposter syndrome that I felt because like I said, I didn't have a strong background in finance. And I kept thinking that to myself, like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing in this role? And sometimes it really be yourself holding you back. Even my manager said that to me. He was like, not everybody here has a background in finance, but you just got to believe in yourself. And I was like, well, that's all period. Anyway, so I worked at the bank for um, a year and that job, that job really carried me through my master's. And You know, you go from seasons where you work in something that you're very passionate about to being humbled and working in something where you literally know zero and you actually have to, like, learn to ask for help. Again, God was, like, teaching me in that season. Learn to ask for help. Learn to ask questions. Write things down. Like, you are going to need to write things down because you sometimes you're not the sponge that you thought you were. Sometimes you are the writer that you need to be. (laughs) And you're going to have to write this stuff down. And so I remember I was writing stuff down, um learning as much as I can, as much as I can. And I'm going to tell you, I made mistakes. There was, there were times that I was like, damn, they're going to fire me. (sighs) Oh, there were times I made mistakes, but like, honestly, the grace of God, we bless God. That job was so crazy because I really learned so much about myself. I learned things and I got to really explore the type of jobs that I wanted to work, the type of environments I wanted to work, the type of people that I wanted to work with, the type of team that I really valued. And, you know, during that job is when the pandemic started. And the crazy thing is I went from a season of, you know, not having um, enough money, being on Centrelink, being kicked off Centrelink, starting that job, the pandemic hits and... I worked all throughout. And I know that that's such a privileged thing to say because there were people that lost their jobs. There were people that, you know, didn't get any money um, or like, you know, had so much uncertainty in their life. But no matter what happened throughout that pandemic, I woke up and I knew that I was going to work because we were a essential service. And so we stayed open. And even though there was that fear of what if I'm on the public transport on my way to work and what if I get COVID? But I could rest assured knowing that I'd be going to work that week and I'd get, I'd still get my pay and I don't take that lightly at all. 
Um, and so as I was, you know, still studying, mind you, I mean, I'm not saying so much about my studies because I think that was the one like constant joy for me <laughs> throughout this role, the roller, co- roller coasters of years that I had um, when I was moving to Melbourne and just adjusting. It was my studies and definitely my friends that I made from church, um, from my connect group. Um, when I attended Hillsong City Campus, like there was just so many people there that I connected with that really blessed me and that have still to this day are like some of my best friends. Anyway, um, yeah, so then I was working throughout the pandemic and I remember I got an internship for my final year of my master's at a publishing company and that was phenomenal because, you know, even though like I was growing in my role at the bank, I still had a little bit of that imposter syndrome. I, it was, it was, it would creep in here and there. It was like a, a reoccurring customer that was just like, you know, just coming and coming in. Anyway, and I remember when I did the interview um, at the internship, I, I was reminded of how you are seen when you are in a position that you're meant to be in and how you can go from having imposter syndrome to then working in an uh, environment that you're supposed to be in and how valued you are. Um, because there were times that I, I kind of looked at myself and I was like, well, what, what am I bringing to the table? And that interview with the internship company, it was like, I had never, at that point, I had never heard anybody tell me that my resume was impressive. That was the first time ever. And hearing those words, that was the confidence boost that I needed. Like, I would show up to things, but I was really just like, I'd I'd show up because survival means you show up to whatever is presented before you. But thriving is showing up to the places you actually want to be in. And those places accept you with open arms because they know that there is no other place that you need to be. That is how I would describe that internship because that was so amazing. And it gave me the courage, um, actually taught me a lot of stuff. That and my degree gave me the courage to then be like, I'm ready. I'm ready to, to apply for this role at the ABC. Now, mind you, I had just gotten comfortable in Melbourne. Like, I had established a routine. I was now making money. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was now making money. I wasn't, I wasn't worried about, you know, whether Centrelink was going to cut me off. Like, I had a job. But this role required me to leave. Leave the friends I had made. Leave the home that I had established. Leave, you know, the sisterhood that, you know, me and Tyler had established together, living together. That was just amazing. But I remember thinking to myself, I'm comfortable now. And I, I don't like comfortable for too long because I need I need to grow. That's why I left my family in Perth, because I needed to to see what was on the other side and to just be independent, to grow. And I moved here as a career move and the career is calling me to move again. So I'm going to move. So I applied for this role and I remember thinking to myself, this is very far away and this is going to again require me to start again um I've never heard of this place in fact I don't even know where they're sending me because they asked me do I have a preference and I said I'm not attached to anything send me anywhere essentially after that interview I remember sitting to myself being like I should have said I should have said this place I should have said that and I thought to myself no this is part of adventure part of adventure is saying send me anywhere and I will adjust this is how I grow this is what um my single years look like this is how I want to um, live my life and look back over my life and say in those years that I had to myself 
I really lived everything out so that when I move on to another season of my life, I can give everything, not looking back and being like, I should have done more. So anyway, yeah, I applied uh, at ABC, did the interview process. And I remember on my lunch break working at the bank, that's when I got the call back from the ABC. And, you know, there were rejections between me applying for the ABC and me getting the ABC. There were still rejections I was getting. Um, But I remember that phone call and I just ran out into the middle of Collins Street in Melbourne and I was like, oh my God, can you say it again? Like, what, what, I, what's happening? And she was like, congratulations, guys, you've been selected um, as a regional trainee, um, the re- regional traineeship in Victoria, one of 400 applicants. And after she hung up, I called my brother and I just cried. Like, I was like, Solly, Solly, this is why I moved to, like, this is why I left Perth because I knew there were opportunities over east and I was like, and it's happening. And it, I was like, I'm moving to the country. He was like, where are you going? I was like, yeah, we're going to Gippsland. He was like, where's that? I was like, I also don't know. <laughs> I didn't know where Gippsland was. Um, but I did my research and I honestly have some of the greatest friends in Melbourne that were just fully supporting me, helping me move, helping me um you know, hyping me up throughout my degree, whenever something would happen, they would just celebrate me and give me the confidence um, that I need, that I wasn't crazy, that this move that I made to Melbourne, that the struggles that I faced, um, they called me out whenever I would act like I was on my own because I wasn't on my own. They were there to help me and they were my destiny helpers. They are my destiny helpers. And still to this day, I need help. Being in the country has not been easy. Like being far away from my community has been tough. But I've also learned that they're like God is gracious enough to provide people here as well. And he has done that. And this role has stretched me. But I, I have never had imposter syndrome. Like I actually can confidently say that to you. I've never had imposter syndrome in this role. There are things that have stretched me that I'm questioning like how do I do this better? But never I don't belong here. Because I know that this is what I've worked for. And so this is an encouragement to anybody who has had crazy faith and had to leave their comfort zone to follow a dream that doesn't really look like it makes sense. Um, it didn't really make sense because I had a, uh, a degree in architecture and everybody was expecting me to become an architect and I was expecting myself to become an architect. But when I finished that degree, there was something in me that was just like, there is more and I, I want more for myself. And this is my testimony on how I really learned that yes I can survive and that's that is a normal way to live life people do that all the time but I don't want to just survive I want to thrive and this is my crazy faith story of how I moved to Melbourne and how God really brought me through but more especially brought people along the way to help me and to push me and every job that I ever worked and every season that I've ever been through since moving to Melbourne has stretched me I have been blessed with so many people in various workplaces that have just been like like a hug from God. They're literally that's how I describe them. They were a hug from God that would just encourage me and I am where I am today because of their support. But also I'm not even gonna diminish the fact that like I have worked hard and God has given me that strength. Um but also he has been so faithful that when he's asked me to do something crazy, he has always followed up with a blessing. And yeah, I hope that this story encourages somebody listening that um, you're not going crazy. If you have to do something that requires you to leave your comfort zone, that requires you to move away from, from friends, 
um, or move away from people that you really love to do something that you feel in your heart you need to do, whether it's for your career, whether it's for, I mean, you know, I really, I really don't know. There's so many ways that this, you could apply this to your life. Um, but yeah, God, God has been good. And, um, here we are. This is my story. I'm Gladys Suruga and you're listening to the Temple's Let's Talk podcast. That was part two of my career journey. And I know there is a lot to unpack there. So we can just take a little moment to just, whew, but it's done. That is the conclusion of part two, um, where I spoke about my imposter syndrome when I worked in um, banking. But also that was a really pivotal moment. I didn't I didn't mention it in the podcast, but that trans actually I did a little bit. It transformed my relationship with money. And after I got that job, there was a lot of unlearning that I had to do. If anybody is listening to this and you have had issues with money, you'll know that when you do actually um, start to maybe earn more or start to, yeah, you, your, like your tax bracket hits different. Um, you actually come to find that you you have to unlearn some of the frugal habits that you have. Nothing wrong with being frugal. What I'm trying to say is because I got into such a frugal mindset, um, because like I really had to survive on little when I first moved to Melbourne, when I did like enter a different tax bracket, I found that I had to really remind myself. And it's something that my sister said to me one time um, she came to visit me in Melbourne and she was like, why are you shopping like you ain't got money? And I was like, oh, you're right, because it's a habit. Like when you're saving, when you're when you're on a tight budget, you form these habits of like, okay, what's the cheapest thing? What's the, you know what I mean? And then I had to learn, teach myself that like, it's okay to spend a little bit more. It's okay to treat yourself. It's okay to, like there was, there was a lot of unlearning there. Um, and I think that might be a topic in itself, like um, especially because the Bible's not shy in talking about money. Like we understand tithe at your church and like God wants us to be generous um, people when you have issues with money it's a bit hard to navigate your relationship with money as a Christian um, and maybe that's a topic for the future but yeah I talked about you know, like my understanding of money financial literacy which is why I was excited to work in the bank in the first place um, and it did teach me a lot it helped me with my saving goals and stuff like that um, but I also touched on my insecurities as well and like imposter syndrome but I feel like it, one thing that I want um, anyone to take away from listening to this is the importance of kindness um, because you actually don't know what people are going through and you might just see someone at work or see someone wherever you are and you just say a b c d to them but really like you have no idea this person's story but it's basically just encouragement to be kind because we're all going through stuff you might not even know and it doesn't cost you a lot to be kind honestly it saves you if anything and then I guess I concluded with the liberation of finally reaching my goal, which is huge. Self-actualization is is on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's important to us as human beings to, to write goals down and actually achieve them. Like that's one of the best things ever. It doesn't even have to be big goals. Like sometimes when I feel a bit overwhelmed because I have a lot of stuff to do, I'll just write down a list of the things that are in my head, just put them on paper. And at the end of the day, I'll tick them off. And that that is the best feeling in the world. Um, but but I guess getting a job in journalism was a huge goal of mine. The whole reason why I left in the first place, as I mentioned at the end, and being able to now do that is one of the most satisfying things ever. 
it doesn't mean that it's easy. Like when you actually get to your goal, it doesn't mean that life all of a sudden becomes this thing that just makes sense and everything's just like smooth sailing. There are still um, parts that will stretch you 110%, but uh, it's just, it's nice. That's what I have to say. It really is nice. It's a nice feeling waking up knowing that you get to do something that you love every day. But yeah, thank you for joining me on this journey. Thank you for listening to my testimony. And I really hope this encourages anybody that might be going through um, something right now, whether it's with your career um, or maybe you're just doubting God a little bit because what he promised you is not what life looks like for you. I can 110% relate to that. And I think what you're feeling is very normal. And I think that's when you really just need to go to God with your honest opinion and honest emotion and tell him that in any relationship, communication is so important. And I think sometimes we might shy away from that with God and be like, oh, maybe I can't say this to him. But honey, he know your heart. Um, and to have those conversations with God. I mean, I had a wor- whole worship session um, with Nigel and we just prayed. And I was honestly very real with God. And I was like, I don't like this situation. I don't like not having money. I don't like, you know, having this tight budget, having to always buy secondhand clothes. And like people... I know like it's a trend like we go to like thrift shopping and stuff and I still enjoy it um but when I did it back then it wasn't because I enjoyed it it was because I didn't have enough money like that was my only option I didn't go there because I was like oh vintage clothes I went there because I was like this is within my means um and it's just crazy how life kind of changes um but yeah I think I think I'm gonna leave it there and I want you to like stick around there will be more podcasts in the future um but i am very open to your suggestions if there's things that you want to hear more of let me know you can find us on instagram at temples underscore au or on youtube at temples let's talk there's some video interviews that i've done there you're welcome to check out i'm gladys suruga and this is temples let's talk podcast (laughs) 